Hey, this is Ken Jensen. I beat bipolar disorder in an all-natural fashion back in the mid-2000s. And believe it or not, that's not even the coolest part of my story. What I learned through that process and what came next and how that applied to bipolar and why bipolar was ever even part of the process was mind-blowing to say the least. Bipolar has hidden within its strengths. I'm going to show you what I mean and how they've shown up in my life so you can do the same. Hello, bipolar prone folk. This is episode 59. Brother Bruce and I ain't looking for no trouble. I came across, um, well, uh, Bruce Lipton. I get his newsletter. I've read a couple of his books. I've watched a lot of his videos, and one of his most recent videos is in, is entitled Cancer is a Symptom. So I'm going to get back to that in a second. First, some updates. <laughs> there has been a lot going on in my personal growth, business growth, and development of systems behind the scene to drive everything else I just talked about. I recently found a tool called Volley, and I'm going to use it in all that I do for coaching. Coolest thing about Volley is I don't have time really to coach as much as I want when I want. It's impossible. I'm still working a day job that I'm fighting valiantly to leave behind me forever after, but it's still there for now. And there's just not enough time to schedule, you know, concrete days and times to meet with people to coach. I can at a premium. That's a little different. But I don't even want to do that all that much if I don't have to. And I think for my clients, you don't either. Who wants to be stuck to a schedule? There's a time when you want to, you're going to want and it's going to be necessary to do an actual back and forth, a conversation. That's fine, and that that's offered within what I do. But there's going to be more times when you just need an answer to something or an opinion, just some some feedback that does not require an actual conversation. And that's what Volley does. Volley lets us communicate the same way people do via text, and text is even part of it. You can do videos, and this ain't an ad for Volley. I'm just excited. I'm just excited that it, it, it gave me some freedom back in my life and, and for a lot of you and yours as well. It lets you do text, video, and even audio, and it lets you share files. And it can be used in such a way where you can charge somebody for time and that only, that only counts on their end. As you use up time to leave whatever message you do, and this does not include file sharing, that's free, you you buy a certain amount of time, I answer, and the time only gets bit into when you're creating your end of the conversation. It can also be set up to where there's no time. I have that as, as on offer as well, where you can, it's just open-ended. You pay a monthly fee, and it's just open-ended. And on that monthly fee thing, this brings up the topic of human design. Human design, for those of you not familiar with it, you were where you were born and when uh, created, there was an energy taking place then that directs the rest of your life 
from there on out. When I had my human design report read to me by Shatan Parkin, I was blown away by how much nothing he shared with me could be argued with. It couldn't be picked apart where you could find like, ah, but what about this? <laughs> it could not. And my life got uh, displayed to me in such a way as to why anything is like it is. It, it just couldn't be argued with. It, it, it just blew my mind. And I've been aware of what's in my chart ever since, and that was a few years ago. I'm not going to get into what my chart said, but that ties into one thing he made clear to me. I am not here to even service anybody. I'm not. My main goal in life is to live it to the fullest and then report back to the world what I found. Now, of course, I do help people, and of course, that's even part of my chart. But the way I do it, the way Shatan explained it to me is... I meet with people, and then they tell me whatever. I observe all there is to observe. I ask the right questions. I get the right, um, I get the right information provided by you before we even meet, to where I can then come up with a like a prescription, basically, and then I'm out. Now that's roughly speaking. I'm not out. Out. You still have me, but I'm not here to hold anyone's hand. And constantly walk them through every little thing they face in their day. That starts to drain me. So I've set up my system to match how it is I function as a person. My coaching system when you hire me. And it's to honor how I work best, which is what you want. You want that in me. You want me working my best to help you with whatever problem you're up against. So I was really excited because Volley then gave me that freedom. I originally had a five-month package plan set up for my, my highest-level clients, and that five-months thing never sat well with me. A uh, different coach suggested I follow that, and I didn't have any other template to go with at the time. But the thought of having somebody that I was, you know, that I was beholden to someone for five months straight never sat well with me. And then I realized, like, some people, they're, they're just not going to need that five months. Some will. Some will need more. And, you know, we can make that all happen whatever way we have to within my, my services. But I just didn't want to be tied down like that. It really bothered me. And Vali showed me a way out of that, offered me a way out of that. Again, you can have my time at a, at a you know, you can have more direction, more direct contact with me. But it's going to come at a premium cost. That's just the reality of things. So while digging around in Volley, one of the templates for coaching that got offered was a lady named Amanda Horvath. Amanda helps people create YouTube videos and then market them to build whatever business it is you're building. I would highly suggest checking her out. A lot younger than me. She appears to be somewhere around 30, if I had a guess. A lot of energy, a lot of exuberance, a lot of kindness, a lot of fun. And her videos are really fun to watch, to, to, to even the free stuff that she offers to help you explain why anything is like it is with how she teaches the way to do well and market on YouTube. Well, one of the things she offered through Volley that she made very clear in her introductory video was she relies heavily on the on a person's a client's human design chart 
as a way of helping them move forward as she coaches them. Now, I had had a similar thought. I was, I was, I haven't even clearly outlined it yet in what I do. Not that there's much to it, but a number of strength tests that I took and personality tests clarified what I was all about and helped me get to here. And it's an ongoing thing. You always understand these things more the longer you live and you get feedback from just living. You you come to better understand what it is these different tests meant. I've gone for quite some time in certain directions on a slightly skewed understanding of what one or two items from some of these tests made clear to me. And after I got enough feedback that this isn't quite right, I could finally see what was right. How I wasn't that far off, just took a perspective switch and then things got better for me. As I help you guys, there's a handful of these tests. There's going to be at least two in particular. Um, one's Colby and one's the human design chart, which is not even a test. The human design chart, you just give when you were born and, and where. That's it. Uh, Colby is very easy to do and there's no tricking it out. There's no failing it. It, it just is going to describe how you are the end. There's other tests that, that would matter, but if I had to just pick two, it'd be those two. Uh, Colby, in particular, unlike all the others, it shows how you act in certain situations regardless of any other factor. This is how you tend to go in certain areas, and they measure four different areas in particular. And it's not right or wrong. It's just how you are. How you feel about it doesn't matter. How you think about it doesn't matter. You simply do things in this way, and there's nothing you can do to fight it. It's how you are. When I know those things, when I know what the human design chart says, and when I know what Colby has to say about how you do things, how you act, that makes coaching you a whole hell of a lot easier because now I'm not going to suggest things that would fight against what those two other things are telling us about you because my own life and, and um, testimonials from others have shown me there's no getting around them. You can't fight these things. It's how it is. If you fight them, you're either going to fail or you're not going to succeed as easily or as quickly. So when I saw that she led with that, um, Amanda, when she led with the, she's like, I won't even work with you until we do your chart. I was like, hell yeah, that's what I'm going to do as well. So just be ready for that whenever you and I get, get to talking to one another. So that happened. Then there's been a lot of talk online, in my case, particularly on LinkedIn, about uh, AI, uh, chat GPT and others like it. So I bit into a course and... Um, I don't have all that information in front of me, but uh, I bought a course that teaches me how to find things to talk about using one of these new artificial intelligences. And and uh, I did a little back and forth with the creator of that course and learned some things just about business and life that were helpful before I even used his course. This is going to be, I'm going to do a merge. I'm going to merge what this guy teaches and uses. I'm going to merge it with what I'm learning uh, through Dan Coe's organization that I joined and haven't even had time to dip into yet. There's a whole community he has behind a paywall of people like me and people much further ahead of me, all helping one another to succeed based on what it is that Dan Dan's philosophy about living, which I dig the hell out of. 
I suggest finding Dan Coe, K-O-E, on YouTube. If you really want to get serious about getting somewhere with your life, I like how he pitches, how he how he feels life is and why. And then there's another guy, Justin Welsh, who got me into um, how to create messages on LinkedIn for marketing purposes that are valuable, that that catch people's eyes, but are also valuable to lead them to my my website to get my newsletter, which is the kickoff to everything. All three of these guys talk about similar tools and systems and approaches. They're all connected to one another, and I'm going to merge the info from all three into how it is I collect information, how I share information, and how I help you guys. So that's what I was working on for the last week, week and a half straight, and then some really, but it got really condensed over this last week. I've been learning like crazy. It's been like college in my office. So all of that happened, which has me very excited. Then I had to redevelop portions of my website to match the new tooling that I've decided to use. So I've been deep into all of that, and I've also managed to return to working out and sticking with it. Now, I had sacrificed gym time because I don't have the juice, the time, the energy, or the ability to handle the stress of doing all the learning I was doing and working out. Now, one of the things I teach is you have to work out to be able to do all the learning and the blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a dance. It's a balancing act that I don't even stick to 100%. But as someone who absolutely loves, and I mean loves, being in the gym and hurling weight around, I like metal in my hands. I, I love everything about the gym. I was dying inside on a soul level, <laughs> you know, let alone fitness level, by not being in the gym. So I'm back in it again. I feel fantastic. And part of the reason why I'm back in it is because I've wrapped up a lot of learning and come to conclusions and, and built templates and have created a lot of stuff out of everything I've learned uh, to move my cause forward and to be of higher and better use to you guys. And so there's been a settling that allowed me to find the energy once again and the time to be back in the gym. And I, I feel fantastic about that. So all of that happened. There's more, but I'd like to get back to uh, Brother Bruce. So Bruce Lipton, when he said uh, cancer is a symptom, this matches what I discovered on my own about bipolar. I've been saying for almost 20 years now that for, I think for most people, I'm going to say most now. I used to say some. Now I think it's most. I think most of us. Bipolar is a, is a symptom of an even larger problem that's much harder to pin down. And at its, at its root, we're not living life the way we should, either directly by eating poorly or really bad habits that are just disintegrating our ability to live well. Or we're ignoring whatever the, whatever the spiritual part or, or whatever whatever the destiny of our makeup is requiring us to do, we're probably unaware of it. We're ignoring it. Or if we know it's there, we don't know how to go about building on it and using it. And the better part of us is at war with the lower part of us, higher mind against lower mind. And the higher mind isn't going to back down. And if the lower mind resists too strongly, as it did for me, in my case, bipolar was the result. 
there are other reasons why you'd have bipolar. But I came to understand all that even before I'd ever find out about Bruce Lipton. So his words, his his teachings came, you know, like like it came full circle. He validated what I only felt intuitively and what I had learned. What's that word? (laughs) I got it right on the tip of my tongue. But it's when, uh, it's not scientific. You can just see a thing keeps happening the way it is. And then like, that seems to be the way it is. So that's what came to, that's what, that's how I came to understand bipolar the way I have and speak about it the way I do. And then Bruce is one of the people that backed it. There's another doctor related, uh, Dr. Amen. Dr. Amen found out that there can be things wrong with your brain that can create a lot of these problems too, including bipolar. And my and my point, and he has a way of of, of coming out of it or lessening in it greatly. But he's another doctor like Bruce. They've been around many decades. Nobody believed them in the beginning. Now they're highly accepted as truth tellers with scads and oceans and reams and warehouses full of proof that what they talk about is true. They both are saying there's other reasons why a thing exists. And these things, in our case, bipolar, are not just because there's something wrong with your brain or an imbalance of chemicals. Any of the things why they say bipolar is can and probably are true, but then the way Western medicine approaches it, which is to treat the symptoms, not the cause, is a disaster. At best, at best, you'll find some sort of happy middle ground so that you can go about leading your life and not be you know, filled with tr- trauma and, and these horrible symptoms, which I, I, I get it. That is a thing to be strived for. But I'm saying if you stop there, there's a very strong chance you're missing a much larger point. I'm saying if you can get stable, use that stability to dig even deeper into why anything in your life is like it is. And I think you'll find your bipolar lessening even more. Now, what Bruce talks about is, man, his book, I'm not going to uh, even attempt to say it the way he says it because I can't, but I'm uh, find his books. And I got a link on my on my website for episode 59. Just look for episode 59. And there's a link to to Bruce's books that'll clarify this much better. But basically, the body is an org is a, a group of cells, trillions of cells that are all talking to one another. It's not one thing. It's a community that matters. The, the, the reason why anything in our body and minds is like it is has to do with the environment, the environment's impact on the cells. The cells don't necessarily think for themselves. And I, and I think what he, was, what he says is actually genes. Genes don't turn on by themselves. They're like a light switch on the wall. They're just there until you put your finger on it and push them. Just because you have a gene doesn't mean you're going to have a thing. And he made a big case for that with, with cancer. It's a factor, but it does not turn on by itself. Something has to turn it on. Something in the environment impacts the genes and turns them on. He says one of those things is belief. And this is something I felt strongly about long before I had any proof. Basically, if you believe a thing is so, 
you will go out of your way consciously and subconsciously to find proof that you're right. We all do this. It's a biased thing that we all have. If you believe a thing is not so, you will go just as hard at it for the same exact reason to disprove that it, that it is the way people are saying it is when you don't agree. That was me and bipolar. I was forced into this perspective. I simply wanted my prescription medication like everybody else and for the pain to stop because it was colossal and horrible and just the worst, just the fucking worst. And it needed to stop. It needed to stop. I never really believed it would. When I began my journey, I was just hoping things would lessen. I was hoping the load would lighten somehow combined with the death sentence I got from my very last psychiatrist stating, we cannot help you. Western medicine can't help you. Psychiatry can't help you. You need something else. So I came up with something else. <laughs> you get all of that. If you sign up for my newsletter at bipolarexcellence.com, you'll get the something else in full without reservation, no charge. So another thing that Bruce speaks about is energy. There is... There is no such thing as matter. Matter is a concept in our mind that helps us understand the world around us through our five senses. It's not actually a thing. If you think about it, there's things they, know, they now know are smaller than, than atoms, but everything's made of these little bundles of, of energy. I believe that's the quanta, which is, which is where they get quantum physics from. If you want to know about spirituality and, and why life is like it is, learn about quantum physics. You will see parallels absolutely everywhere. It's mind-blowing. So everything is energy, and our beliefs act on energy. And then it becomes what we call matter, or in our case, uh, anything else in our world. What we believe comes true. Frequently, we don't know what we believe, or we believe things we believe things we're unaware of. That's your shadow material. They talk about that a lot at Centerpoint uh, with Bill Harris, who's no longer with us, but he spoke a lot about the shadow material that runs your life, along with the programming you received up to age seven that you no longer are aware is still driving the show. So Bruce is saying, what we believe affects the energy of things, and then it becomes a problem. That's a very crude, poorly, poorly stated <laughs> version of what Bruce is actually saying. Please check him out, separate from what I'm saying. But I was saying about the atoms and energy. If you look at an atom, the model of an atom, you got the little ball of the nucleus, and then way far away from it is the electrons spinning all around. In reality, they're quite some distance from the nucleus. There is nothing between them and the nucleus. Nothing. Nothing at all. There's the nucleus and then way and then nothingness and then a, a little electron spinning around it to however, you know, however many electrons. On top of it, the electrons spin so fast that when you push on something. It feels like something's there because there, there, there's always electrons present to push back against your touch. So you feel what we then call matter. Again, if you were to slow it down, you'd find that most of the time there's nothing there. On top of that, they've been able to prove 
that electrons go away. They just disappear while being measured and reappear in their assumed orbit, orbit somewhere else. And scientists have no idea where they go, what the other place is that, that they then come back from. So for the most part, except for the nucleus, everything that makes up anything is almost nothing. It's almost completely nothing. There's very little actually here beyond energy. And your belief directs that energy. So what I'm going to end on is I only knew this intuitively. I learned a lot of, a lot of the science years, many years later in some cases. I felt strongly enough that because nothing could help me in Western medicine, I was not anti-Western medicine. It just had been proving, proven scientifically by the results experienced in my own life. It was not only not working, it was making me worse. I found a way to get out of that, and I had to... Like I said, I didn't even know I would get out of it. I just I was just trying to survive. My only goal was to survive and not die horribly insane. And as I started getting better, I would have been all right just with getting a little better because that's how bad my symptoms were. Just to have them not be so strong was a godsend. Thing is, things just kept getting better. Why? I believed that if I stuck to my guns and listened to the new people that were helping me, and, and matching the stuff I knew about health from before I ever got bipolar, I knew that if I hung in there, I might just pull off some sort of recovery. It started becoming clear to me the longer it went on. I didn't fully believe it. I always lived in fear of the other shoe dropping for years, actually. But after the first year, I realized I could finally throw away that 100-pill bottle of clonopin that I had, like a safety blanket that I never took. I figured if I had, if I really had a bad enough breakdown, at least a clonopin would, would ease that fear, ease those fears, those, those incredibly intense fears. And I had those moments. I just refused to touch the clonopin. And slowly but surely, the, these, these events, these panic attacks, really, they, they became fewer. They, they came further apart, farther apart. It was longer in between bouts, and when they hit, they weren't lasting as long, and eventually, they weren't hitting as hard. And then over the, over the next so many years, they, were, they, they rarely showed up, and then when they did hit, I had developed even more coping skills to learn how to let them happen without getting emotionally wrapped up in them, which allowed them to move through me even faster. They'd hit once or twice a year and only last for 10 or 15 minutes, whereas they used to hit almost every day and could last up to three or four hours at full blast. I did all that because I believed that there had to be a better way because I, what else could I believe? There was no going back to what the rest of the world relies on when they have bipolar problems. There was nothing for me. I had to gut it out and believe that I could get through this somehow and it definitely wasn't easy, and I definitely made a lot of wrong turns, but I stuck with my plan of I am going to pull this off no matter what because I have to. The belief I had in the beginning was almost like a quasi-belief because I didn't really know. I just didn't have a choice with time and amassed wins in the form of wellness 
and less and less problems in my life that could be related to bipolar, then my leap, my beliefs started to become a thing that I'm like, no, this is this is what the fuck I'm about, and I'm doing this, <laughs> and then everything just got better and better and better as far as bipolar went. I had I had a hundred other life problems like all the rest of us do, but bipolar crumbled. It crumbled in the face of my plan. So I'm going to end with, if you do everything I say, does that mean you're going to be bipolar free? Hell no. <laughs> for some, I think for some rare few like myself, as as time has proven to me, yeah, it might be enough. But you're going to be in the in the the the, the, the rare. You're there's you're going to be in a minority. But for the rest of you, I will say that should you follow the plan I offer, there is a strong chance that at least the thing will become more tolerable. I, I feel safe saying that because what my system is about is really nothing more than a very intense way of giving your body and mind exactly what they need to simply run right as, as a machine. After that, you build on spiritual and whatever else. I have more things to say about that in courses on my site. But what I offer is simply to make this machine run right. And I got many years of being a mechanic and a technician on all kinds of equipment and systems under my belt. And as a technician, my that's how my system was birthed. I looked at myself like I looked at any machine, any complex machine I ever fixed. And some were quite complex. And uh, I figured out a way to make things better. That's that's a very <laughs> reduced, re, you know, brief brief story of what actually happened. The system that I'll give you actually took me about two years to test and put together. So that was a bit of a long one, but I feel I feel strongly about this. What you believe comes true, and Bruce Lipton will give you a much clearer and in depth explanation of why that is and he's been around he's been teaching this meth message i know it's more than 30 years possibly 40 at this point i feel really good putting bruce lipton into your life should you act on my advice and go check him out okay blessedly now i gotta i gotta doodle around a bit on my website and uh, get some protein drinks in me and then I'm going to lift and my god I'm so little girl skipping down the lane to go get a lollipop happy it is utterly ridiculous and <laughs> I can't wait all right guys talk to you soon and be well 